Imagine, if you will, a podcast that reviews a movie two months after it's out. One month after streaming. Special guest star next to me is, of course, the illustrious Butt Maestro himself. I hate you. <laughs> and also, my esposa, Patron. Hola, mi amor. Signpost up ahead, Cinema Gems. Starring the Honorable Tesla and the Fantasticus Frida, special guest stars. They're back in the studio! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in hometown, just swipe slightly out of the Twilight Zone. And of course, guys, as always, the illustrious Bud Meister himself. How's it going, buddy? Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Or if you're here for the first time, welcome. Please let us know how you found out about us. And I'm so sorry if it's from Swapper Jacks and we like threw it to you without your consent at work. But like, hi, welcome back. We're another podcast that mostly talks about movies and other cinema adjacent things. And uh, we have a special guest. Like you, like you mentioned earlier. Esposa. Well, yeah, we have a special guest who can talk, and then two others who you will, if you listen very closely, hear ear flaps. Which means, of course, that the uh, dog's drinking game is back. Yep. Am I cheating by playing with whiskey? Fuck off. How did you enjoy my, uh, my tangent that took me three days to rehearse to get off? <laughs> I was, you know what? That was pretty solid. That was pretty solid. If you wouldn't have laughed, it would have been perfect. I could no, kind of tell. the laugh made it perfect. I, I could kind of tell you rehearsed. How many times did he rehearse that in the mirror? I think it was all in his brain. Legit. I, that's impressive. Legit. The other night uh, when she went to go do uh, practice for her uh, dance group, just put on Twilight Zone and just endlessly cycled words as Rod Serling's voice. Because sometimes that's all you want to listen to is just Rod Serling's sexy voice. <laughs> and stared in the, into the Honorable Tesla's face and heard his his inner monologue imagine if you will <laughs> a dog walk that isn't interrupted by anything especially fireworks although i'm glad you mentioned rehearsals because that sounds like a pretty good jumping off point for a quick psa hey if you're in the new orleans area or anywhere that's doing parades soon i'm not telling you not to have fun just be responsible and be safe please like at the very get least vaccinated. wear a mask yeah at the very least get vaccinated wear a mask not telling you to not have fun just be considerate be safe please but now we got that out of the way. Uh, since we're in the new annex, I find it hilarious that the Fantastic Miss Frida has chosen spots yes. that yes. I just look down, and yep. she's there. Yep. She's I also a- appreciate that the annex has an amazing snack cave. So thank you. Kudos to that. Put put a lot of preparation into that. Is there a wall of sand in front of us? Of course, guys, the movie that we are reviewing two months after it's been released and one month after streaming, streaming is, of course, Encanto. Yeah, let's go. The correct way to say it, not the American way, Encanto. Sorry for how many times I said that before I knew better. <laughs> and that's okay. That's why we learn. new things every day. Spoiler alert, this movie is fucking beautiful. So, (laughs) in every conceivable way. Not so spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, not so spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for a movie you really should have seen by now. So, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I told this to Patron uh, the other day. Uh, I like Frozen for what it is. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. It's beautiful. The sound is amazing. The musical's amazing. I just don't like it shoved down my throat. Mm -hmm. I believe that this is the best Disney musical princess animated since Rapunzel. What's really funny about, uh, so, okay, 
There's a little bit of, like, friendly rivalry that's been going on between Linda Miranda and Bobby Lopez and Chris and Anderson Lopez, who, together, they wrote Frozen. Mm -hmm. But Bobby Lopez, by himself, also wrote the music for Book of Mormon, uh, Avenue Q, so much shit. Yeah, kudos to my Latinas out there, yes. (laughs) 100%. He's... Awesome, and Linda Miranda is awesome, and I love them both, and I love that we've been able to watch their kind of, like, one takes a step forward and gets an EGOT, and the other one is right on his fucking heels. If Lynn doesn't win his EGOT with this movie, I will riot. And for those who do not know what the EGOT is, it's the Emmy, all the awards. Granny, Oscar, Tony. I thought you said Granny, and I'm like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh, he won the hearts of Grannies everywhere. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Oh, we love you, Lynn. He's on that show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, did you see him? He's on that Pox and Rack. He plays the good grandson. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Parks and Rec. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Sorry. Which, say Parks, Parks which by the way... Oh, uh, brings we yeah brings us casting. full circle. Totally not not an on purpose segue, <laughs> but yeah, uh, freaking Rosa Diaz is the main character in this movie. Which I also um, absolutely love her character in in the Heights. Yes. No me diga. Of course you song. do. That is my favorite song in that musical. I would tell you right now. <laughs> Like she's got like a really beautiful voice. Same thing with um, the sister Isabella. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forget her name. I know it's Diana. I'm from, so sorry. You mean um, from Orange is the New Black and also Doom Patrol. Good at And Doom, yeah. Doom Patrol. Yes. Yeah. Um, she is so wonderful. And oh, and I know she has a book out about her being from Colombia and like her family immigrating over here. So I'm very excited. I hope to read that one day. Um, That's cool as hell. But they, yeah, they've got so many great people. And then the singing voice of the abuela is also from uh, In the Heights. She's the yes. abuela in In the Heights. I'm so funny because it confused me that she was just a singing voice because when she spoke, I was like, oh, no, no, it's not her. It's not her. But it is her. Just like Django Fett in Moana. Yeah, it's just like Django Fett. But it's actually Christopher Jackson. George Washington. George yes, Washington. Yes, it's actually George Washington. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's okay. And that's great. It's good. Uh, you still get more more Latinos like singing and speaking, and it's fantastic. Can I just say one thing? Whenever we're watching a movie, no matter what it is, as soon as we see uh, Tamira Morissette, Tamira Morrison, yeah, legit, just go Django Fett. Yeah, it's Django Fett. Anything. Oh, he is Django. No, Which is Boba is a clone of uh, Django without any of the an unaltered taken out an unaltered clone. We're yeah. not talking about Star Wars today. We could go on for forty minutes, <laughs> and we have. Wait, but you haven't seen In the Heights yet. What's his face? Uh, yes, Mrs. Leia's dad is in it. Jimmy Schmitz. Jimmy Schmitz is in it. Oh it all comes back to Star Wars. It all comes back, and to an extent, because it, it really back. happened. Uh, it also kind of weirdly comes back to that 70s show, because Wilmer uh, Valderrama, uh, Fez, mm-hmm. is uh, Augustine. Oh! I'm pretty sure that's Mirabelle's dad, the one that gets all the bee stings, right? You mean the danger-prone one? Yes, the very accident-prone one. Okay. Wait, can we talk about my favorite non-Latino casting? Who? <laughs> Alan Tudyk. As, yes. Okay. The Toucan? As the Toucan, Yes. We love you, Alan. You're so wonderful at your animal noises. It's pretty fantastic. First Hey Hey. Well, maybe not even first Hey Hey. I feel like just He like started out as a bunch of Disney animated villains. Mm-hmm. He was uh, the King Duke King. of Wesselton. 
Weasel time. He was King Candy. He was King Candy. Uh, he was Duke of Weaseltown in Zootopia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. I, I, I put that together. That was great. when I watched Zootopia, so I do not I remember. Saying, no, which, by the way, watch it. you know, uh, you know, Cheech is in that too, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I did know He's that. the yak. And <laughs> Shakira. Yeah. As the beautiful gazelle. Which also she a great wanted. Movie that I think we should totally review at some point Ooh, if we point. haven't. I don't. I don't think we have. Which, by the way, um, Shakira did go out and tell her that she wanted her. She was technically a gazelle, right? She was a gazelle. No, she wanted. So she wanted her hips to be. Yes. Because her hips don't lie. And the animator's like, "No, we don't want to." And she's like, "You will." I'm Shakira. Oh, good yes. segue for the creator, the yes. artist of Louisa, of Louisa. the sister of uh, Mirabel, that. So she's a very powerful, strong woman, and they gave her muscles, and for some reason Disney didn't want to give her that, because they just want, they think the people want to see like this perfect- The delicate princess. Yes, exactly. But they fought and gave her some muscles, and that's so much more realistic. And they're having such a hard time keeping up with sales demands for Louisa figures, because they- like you said, predicted that the most popular one was going to be, you know, the most traditionally beautiful. And everyone's gravitating to the realistic, strong woman that breaks all of the barriers. Mm-hmm. And I love all of these characters no pressure. so much. You know, no when pressure. you when uh, when you and GLaDOS uh, told me, told us that story, mm-hmm. legit thought of Jingle All the Way. How about Booster? Sorry, we've been completely neglecting the plot of this movie. Assuming that you've already seen this movie, which you should have by now, but just in case you haven't, it starts out with an ama- it starts out with a with a flashback, right, of them uh, getting the powers and the uh, Casita being built and everything. And then we well, first it's right Maribel. Into- yeah, right, it's specifically Maribel and her grandmother. Abuela. Uh, yes, Abuela. Wow, look at you correcting me. <laughs> no me diga. Take, take a shot for mansplaining, I guess. <laughs> for mansplaining slash Latino splaining. Spanish splaining. Spanglish splaining. Spanglish splaining. <laughs> Say that five times. But yes, with wow. Abuela. And yeah, it's very cute because she's uh, the Abuela saying, open your eyes. And it's Mirabel about to open her door. That's not going to exist because she's the only one in the family that does not have a, a gift. A gift of magic power. Um, and then the flash forward ten years later, uh, and we get a whole song about Mirabelle dancing and singing with the house about her family's powers and their amazing gifts and how they're literally god tier superpowers. Holy crap! Like one, everything she cooks heals people, and then her aunt, like her mood controls the sky, and then they have a shape. They have a chameleon. They have a chameleon. They have a they have a changeling. Yeah. They have and a then Kodo. and also they basically have Spider Man. Yeah. With the vines. With the vines and uh, Isabella. She's yes. Spider Man. She's Spider Man. She's Spider Girl. Spider Woman. She's Spider. I'm sure Woman. there are other actual superheroes with like plant powers. Swamp Poison Woman. Ivy-ish? Swamp Poison Woman. Swamp Ivy. Yeah. Swamp Woman. Or if we want to go to Sky High. Oh yeah. She's got um. Her plan Which is, thank you for that jumping off point, because <laughs> I spent the first half of this movie, anytime they gave a glimpse of Mirabelle doing literally anything, I'm like, oh, is that her power? Is she a time controller? Is her power music? Is her power this? 
Two-thirds into the movie realizing, wow, I'm part of the problem for expecting her to have a power. Fuck. For Shane Goodson. Sort of spoilers. Sort of spoilers. She doesn't get power. Shane. And that's like the whole Shame. point of the movie is like I, the the big takeaway I had from it is besides the don't judge a book by its cover, besides the don't judge someone based on someone else's timeline of how their life fell into place, you know, everyone will have their own timeline and their own ways of expressing and discovering their individual talents. And just because it's not on your schedule doesn't mean they're wrong. Um... And it turns out Mirabelle, at least this is the headcanon I accept, she's really intended to take Abuela's place as the matriarch of the house. She's the, she takes the mantle? Maybe not when Abuela passes away. That might be too sad for a Disney series. But, like, maybe Abuela at some point... Uh, passes the torch. Passes the torch. It's just like, hey, I'm retiring. You can have my room now. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna dip. I wonder what her room looks like if it's badass. But I know we were talking about a earlier bit how we, we like are so ready for a series of yes. this for all of them, just like what they did with uh, Lilo and Stitch. The series no one asked for, but we all love. Not to say the movie's incomplete by any means. It's absolutely right. not. Correct. It, it, within the first five minutes of the movie establishes everyone's powers and how those powers relate to their family dynamics better than any superhero movie I've seen before. I think more superhero movies need a fun musical intro yes. to explain all the powers. Hawkeye. Like Doomsday. Oh my god. Is there... I haven't watched all of... Uh, Doom, not Doomsday, sorry. Doom Patrol. I haven't seen all of Doom Patrol yet. But I feel like, I feel like there that would be a great a musical... Number. Yeah, a whole musical episode. I would love to see Vernon Fraser sing. Yes, yes. Did, did you see... I haven't watched The Flash in years, but <laughs> I did see The Flash musical crossover special, and that was interesting. Not necessarily great or bad, but interesting, especially <laughs> since like half of the CW Arrowverse actors all started on Glee. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yes. I was about to say, I could be, I could see all of those actors being really good at that. Right? So like, John Barrowman got his start as as uh, the Beast on Broadway, I'm pretty sure. No way. Oh, for real. Yeah. I know that. Wow. Speaking of Broadway. <sighs> yes. When I first really? saw this movie in theaters, um, with Chef Miyagi and, and Silver, Patron yes. Silver. Patron Silver. <laughs> I legit turned to Patron and go, is this a movie that tried to be a musical and nobody's like, no, it won't work. Okay, fine, animate it. I still think this can totally work on a Broadway stage with Absolutely. a Hamilton level uh, budget. Absolutely, yes. Because, I mean, they are in the Hamilton play, they already made the yep. the stage spin. You mean like, the bullet time? The every, All of it. All the spins. Look, um, they can do it. They it, can do it with Casita. Oh, let's talk about Casita. Casita's amazing. So it, it's, it's great. The Encanto, or a.k.a. The Enchantment, is um, the miracle of all the families having, of the, the family members having all these powers, but also having the house that's its own character in itself. And Disney just, the animators <laughs> do such an amazing job creating the house as a character, as a personality. And... Um, it's kind of Mirabelle's sidekick too. Yeah. So because she just has that 
wonderful connection. Even though she doesn't have a power, her power is with like being so close with the family and the house itself. She's exactly. the therapist of the family. She's the therapist of the family. Is that's what I like to call it, is her superpower. Exactly, her power ends up becoming just her being able to reach out and make emotional bonds with everyone. I, I love the little touch of. Um, Camilo, is that? Camilo, yeah, that's the The song. chameleon? Yes. Oh no, Camilo's the chameleon. Antonio, Antonio. When he gets his powers, uh, before he gets his powers, uh, Mirabelle's giving him the uh, the stuffed jaguar, jaguar. And that jaguar comes to life. And in my head, that's just purely a manifestation of uh, she gave him this, this safety net, this safety blanket, this stuffed animal, this toy, this friend. And it is just fully the manifestation of the comfort that comes from having a friend. And then we get to see uh, the fantastic Miss Frida <laughs> as the capybara. Yes. So Antonio's gift ends up being, that's the whole, so that's the day of the story sets out. That's how the, the story takes off is, we. it's Antonio's gift day. I'm assuming it would be his birthday night? Probably. His cake day. His cake day. Huh. So um, he gets the power of speaking to animals, hence he speaks to Alan Tudyk as a toucan. It's great. Alan I love Tudyk. it. Alan Tudyk. Anyways, there you go, uh, Alan Tunican. That's uh, it. Hashtag Alan Tunican. So you see, like all these it. South American um, animals, like the jaguar, the capybaras, the cotamundi, toucans, and like, several different jaguars. Toucans. I said the jaguar. Oh. Um, but yeah, yes, that's right. Fantastic Miss Frida is a capybara, the world's largest the rodent. That's who she relates to the most. Specifically, the, the one that sits in Bruno's sand. You mean the one that's like, go around? I ain't moving. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno yet. <laughs> um, we don't talk about Bruno, and that's all I'm singing because I don't want this to be copyrighted. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. We don't talk about who? <laughs> oh, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh god, it's okay. I don't um, registered anyway. So. We get the wonderful opening sequence of uh, Encanto, and we get to apparently meet my character, which apparently Patron and you must have a hive mind, because y'all legit, the kid that's going, tell us everyone can do! Yeah. That's the I Admiral. I texted you while I was watching it for the first time. I found you in this movie. It's the kid that had way too much coffee. And that's why <laughs> coffee's for grown-ups. But Columbia, the kids started drinking coffee at a very early age. It must have been his first day. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then... Nah, he's hooked. Uh, they have... Uh, they have the special night where he gets his, where Antonio gets his powers, and then Maribel has a vision, a vision, an epiphany that there's something gonna ha- bad happen to Casita, and she's she. It's a miracle. Yeah, and she tells Abuela, and yeah, Abuela she doesn't take it too well. Abuela's like, get the hell out of here. It's all your fault. Why are you just gaslighting her? And being yeah. Like, Why are you ruining Antonio's big day? Yeah. Uh, and then we get a wonderful song uh, that she's waiting for a miracle, which I feel like the audio version doesn't do the visualization justice. It doesn't at all, and this is one of the best I want songs yeah. that I've heard ever. And of course, it comes from the same guy that gave us my shot, the other best my want I want song <laughs> of all time. I, I appreciate Lynn for uh, minimizing the speed rap in this musical, but anytime it does come up, it's on point, especially with um, 
uh, not Isabella, with um, Dolores. Oh, yes. Oh, oh my God. I so much. I love all of her Oh, bits. and we also get, we, we should just go through the entire cast of the... Should we sing about it? The Grandkid <laughs> Roundup? <laughs> okay, yeah. well, you want to do a family tree real quick? So we got Abuela. She yeah. has and no Abuela, powers. And Abuela has no powers. Her power that is the miracle. Yeah. That we know yeah. yes. Um, then you she have... Has, she has triplets. So that's Mirabel's mom. Mm-hmm. And she has the power of making food that'll heal you. Um, then you have... A tia Peppa. A tia Peppa. And she controls the weather and then, with her moods. And uh, we don't talk about Bruno. But he can see uncle. through time and stuff. Yes, he can. He predicts the future. And um, he's a sorcerer supreme. Sorcerer okay. Supreme. So <laughs> in Peppa's family, she marries, and um, they have three kids, which is Dolores, who can hear everything. The pen drop. Was that weird in, in that song where they're introducing all of the family The members, grandkid roundup? The, before the grandkid roundup, <laughs> when they were mentioning uh, the, the two guys, they fell in love in the family madrigal. Oh, yeah. I thought... Oh, that's really cool. Like, they, they found each other? That's great. <laughs> and then, no, psych, they found their wives, and now they're part of this family. And, Disney like, is not I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not mad at Lynn for the accidental queer bait, mm-hmm. but, like, please be careful, Lynn. That was kind of bait oh, and switchy no. just a little bit, but yeah. I, like, I still don't hate Lynn. I can't be mad at Lynn no, at whatever. all. It's still great. It immediately redeems itself. Um, How did so, you like my uh, my grandkid roundup when we watched the movie? Fantastic. <laughs> the best part. Anyways, back to the grandkid roundup. Yes. So we got Dolores. She can hear uh, a pin drop. And we have her brother Camilo, who's the shapeshifter. shapeshifter. And the smallest brother, Antonio, who got his gift and, and he can he... speak to animals. Uh, then you have Mirabel's family. Uh, two older sisters. You have Isabella, who plant power. And perfect in every way. Perfect in every way. Practically perfect. And, and, uh, Louisa. and Louisa. Louisa, the strong one. The strong and mighty. And Mirabelle has and no... Yeah. She has no powers. And no, no gift that we know of. The not special, special. Fuck that dude. <laughs> he grew a gut. So, but yeah, so that's everybody. Frida, please don't disconnect the wire that leads to the microphone. I love you, but please don't. Fantastic, was Frida. Frida's uh, discovering the annex at the moment. Yes, she's probably she's looking roaming. for my chocolate. She's and I love how the angry. Honorable Tesla is just out. Chilling but ears are up. Mm-hmm. Ears are he knows up. He knows we're talking about him. He's like, I'm alert. I don't know what's going on, but I'm alert. I missed this. Mm-hmm. Oh. 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 He you got some grunts oh. in there? Maybe we got him. I don't let, know. Let us go. know if y'all heard that Tesla growl. Yeah, I think that tiny little... Oh. That, that acknowledged. <laughs> um, uh, and then we get the discussion of is Maribel supposed to be in this family or not? And then she tries to find out what happened to her, her Tio Bruno. Because she wants to know what he yeah. did wrong so well, she doesn't she do it. Confronted, she confronts Louisa right, right after the her... Epiphany slash. Another bop. Oh my god! This entire movie slash album is a bop. What you did say. As an older sibling, that song hit me extra hard. (laughs) (laughs) What you said after this was done, uh, because this is one of the few times that we actually got to watch the movie together before we recorded. Correct. Um, Although this was your, what, fourth or fifth time watching this? (laughs) Fifth or sixth? Have have you even kept count? Fifth or sixth? it's It's the fourth, yes. Fifth. I, I count as many times as I've listened to the soundtrack. 
Oh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. No, just There's on repeat on the forklift years. at work. No, if that counts, I've seen Hamilton at least 1,500 times. That's fine. No. I agree with that. <laughs> it was in theaters Christmas Eve when that's when it came out. Like the day before Christmas Eve is when it came out on streaming. Christmas Day. And then Christmas Day. And, and then Chef and then Miyagi today. put it on the other day. Mm. And then today. I was, was I not there for that? Wow, you were at work. <gasps> Deception. Wow. Chef Miyagi put it on. Wow. It's his, it's his house. Okay. This is house. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the golden child. So so she goes to Louisa because Louisa's up to something. Her eye twitching. She, she knows something. She's under a shit ton of pressure. Um, and I think you said it best is that you said this is some of the best imagery you've seen since. Oh. Oh, this is some of the best like in scene character animation imagery I've seen since uh, a friend like friend like me. Yeah. 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 You never had Aladdin. a friend like me. Yeah. Oh my god! Just Why? every single shot and how it locks in with the music mm-hmm. and how it expresses the character so perfectly and. Holy shit, Lynn's writing. Yes. How and long have you been holding on to uh, Surface and Cerberus? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, uh, yeah, I feel like it also kind of talks about Lynn's success a lot, too, about mm-hmm. the pressure that he's probably having writing oh, absolutely. all of this. So a lot of self-projecting. But... Being a songwriter for Disney? Like, yeah. <laughs> coming out with fucking uh moana and then it's being expected to do more and do better after that right like who knew that there could be more moana like better and or just as good and i am loving it (laughs) lynn do do songs in every single different language lynn's the very best (laughs) (laughs) the fantastic miss free wants to come up oh hi oh hi frida uh and then um, so then that's when Louisa said, oh, go to, go see Bruno. Like, go to Bruno's, Bruno's room. room. Yeah. And she goes into the, uh, the Cave of Miracles. <laughs> the Cave of Visions. The, one, the Cave of Wonders? The Cave of Visions. Because oh. that's where he has oh, his visions. Yeah. Uh, and then we uh, get to see what the vision really is. And it's a projection screen of green of Maribel in front of a cracked casita. The, the house is falling apart, and it looks like it's her fault, or at least just from this fragment that we see. So and she takes all of the pieces, Yep. puts them in her bag, heads out, goes and puts it together. We're not going to talk about the toucan that just, like, saw Dips her out. opened up and went, nope! <laughs> Psych. Dips. I'm out! Alan Toucan. Alan Toucan. Um, hashtag it. Alan Toucan. The Toucan does have a name. I think it's, like, Tito or something. Of course it's two gallon. Two gallon. Anyways, you're welcome, Alan. Buzz Lightyear? Is that what you're trying to say? No. Oh. Sure, no. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so then she comes back, and then that's when she starts talking to her father. The her, no, not her father. The uh, the Apepa. Yeah. And they. That's when they start. Yeah, and the leaks. infamous song. We don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 no. Which has honestly become what I want to say anytime 
Like, it's become what I say anytime there's a lot I want to say, but I'm in a place where I can't say it. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> so great. So Which, just everyone is singing this right now. So if you haven't heard it, I think you live under a rock. Yeah, uh, it's great. It is so popular now that it has surpassed Let It Go as the most, or I'm sorry, the highest on the billboard that a Disney movie song has ever gotten. I'm fine so, with that. Suck it, Bobby Lopez. Not really. We love you. You're great. And we know, like, this the whole rivalry between you and Lynn is just, like, friendly. We all love each other. It's okay. And then, so the imagery in that one alone is amazing because we get to see each person's backstory and what they thought, their projection of Bruno. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is, like, kind of his villain song. I realized that Bruno yeah. doesn't have a song. But if... He's not necessarily, he's not the villain, but they portray him as the villain. Because he gave them all a bunch of self-fulfilling prophecies. (laughs) He told the pastor he'd have a gut. I'm sorry, it's not Bruno's fault that the pastor didn't start running immediately after that. He told the pastor he'd lose his hair. Oh, you're right. right. And then he told the other asshole he'd have a gut. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then he said the fish would die. I'm the pastor an asshole. That's what I do. Um, which, by the way, you did bring up a point that uh, we are in uh, Latina culture, and they are, um, you know, people that believe in a in a higher power, and yet they're in the literal village yeah. of gods. Yeah. So yeah. is it like Futurama? Do they just worship the Star Trek? No, I don't. I don't know how that works. I don't know how the Christianity parallels factor in here, or is that what they were running away from at the beginning? Disney, we need to know. know. We need to know, Disney. So, I'm pretty... If it's within the Latino culture, I'm sure, like, the miracle would have been sent by God. Oh, okay. So, but, so... Which kind of makes sense as to what all of the miracles are individually. What all the gifts are individually. Mm -hmm. One person can heal people with food. One person can hear something from far away and be omniscient and really hear everything that goes on. One person can... uh, yeah. With their powers combined, control. <laughs> they create Jesus. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far. So, but Is I that feel the like... sequel? <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. No, it just makes me think of Hamlet 2. Have you ever seen Hamlet 2? No, no but I've seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh. In one of them, in Hamlet 2, he comes back and he's like, wait, you're making a sequel? But Hamlet died in it. First scene. Thanks, Jesus. Let me use your time machine. <laughs> no, I've seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is about the basically if if uh, Lion King is Hamlet, Timon and Pooba are Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh, yeah. uh, no, but uh, one of my favorite parts that me and Patron do all the time is when uh, 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 Dolores is talking about how Bruno gave her her vision. Yes. That she will love somebody, but they will betroth to another. I love my pull down, grasp, my voice, and you just legit. He does that laugh. every single time. Every time. Oh, every every time. T- we can listen to <laughs> separate headphones in our early 2000s. We're cooking in the kitchen. Just betrothed to another. <laughs> Happens every time. I can confirm he actually did that. It was great, yeah. it was perfect timing. So, oh, I'll save this for when we get to the flashback scene part. Um, so, and then after that, uh, she puts it. Uh, she puts it together because uh, uh, Isabel is getting her engagement right now. It's from, an engagement party yeah. from 
What's his name? Um, um, Mariano? Yes. Mariano. Yes. So she already knows. So she had put it together. Her dad saw it and said, let's no one talk about this. And he like repeats everything that happened. And of course, who else hears it? Dolores. Dolores. She's like, like, I know. I'm going to tell everybody. And she kind of does. (gasps) At dinner, during the engagement. And like that whole scene is just hilarious. A clusterfuck. It's great. All these antics back to back. Louise is freaking the fuck out because she's losing her powers. Um, the rat, Bruno's rats are ever. Oh wait, she already met Bruno. No, she didn't meet Bruno. Yet. Not yet. She this, hasn't met the, Bruno yes, yet. But it's because to... of this no, that she goes it's... on the run and accidentally finds Bruno's hole in the wall. That's right. So all of this crazy stuff happens. And um, then we get to meet uh, Luigi Mario as Bruno. Yes. Um, and then so many other things. The pest, Spawn. John Leguizamo. Yes. <laughs> so pretty great. I love his voice. I love his voice as a cartoon character. When it's really awesome. Uh, when we he watch, falls into the pit. And it's oh my god! Bad. The most Bye. hilarious scene. Bye. <laughs> I and I have done that. that has been you in so many situations. I have done that to both of y'all on very many yes. separate occasions. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go home now. This is what happens. This is what happens when you're raised by TV and movies and you think it's totally acceptable to just end a phone call or conversation very abruptly. Yep. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, this, this is what being raised by TV and video games has done to our brains. But Bruno is a really Thanks, great, millennials. <laughs> he's great. Great. Um, he loves his family still. Yeah. And he's, 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 he's living in himself the... in exile, in solitude to protect them. And my own headcanon here... The Casita protected him, like saw him in distress, but didn't want him far away because to have him far away, those powers would be withdrawn from the Casita and part and would be withdrawn from the magic. Mm-hmm. They, he needed to be close by still uh, for it to last long enough. Um, and so I really think the Casita was still protecting him because it is part of Abuelo's consciousness. And in the back of her brain, she still loved him. She hated the things that were coming out of his prophecies, but like I said, most of them were self-fulfilling. Uh, and also, we uh, in a couple of songs, we hear Dolores, or just in general, talk about how she can hear Bruno. Yes. That was in the talk about Bruno. Yeah. So. Yeah. Literally in the middle of the movie, she drops like, no, he's been here the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we get... I can hear him putting on improv shows with his rats. It's really creepy. <laughs> Telenovelas. Love us so, I'm I'm ready for a spinoff of those two. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> Ratatouille two. So, but he is so much like yes. Actually, that was a comic that I had just seen. It was uh, them, yes. it was Bruno with Linguini, right? Yes. And so with their, with their rats, and it was very very cute. And they both, uh, Linguini had like a pot over his head, and then. <laughs> Um, and Bruno. also Bruno has a, he puts the pot over his head too and he like does the spackle. <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. Hopefully I can find it again and show y'all. But yeah, so he just is good, some comedic relief. So when it's a very tense, because the family situations are very tense. And so it was some Yes, good, they are. Yeah, so that was some good relief there. Uh, and then uh, after that we get to where... She has to have a vision because she wants to know what's going on. Mirabelle yeah. wants to know how she can save 
the family. Um, so apparently, of course, Antonio's right there in the room and is like, "Hey, you can use my room. I got plenty of room in there for you to have vision." The rats told me everything. <laughs> Don't eat that. <laughs> the jaguar about to wow, these fucking rats. Uh, oh, so, I love it. So they go and they have a vision. Uh, so basically, Bruno goes full sorcerer supreme. Yep. Uh, with Frida in the sand circle with them. Yes. The Fantastic yes. Miss Frida is that capybara. That is her spirit animal. Yep. The I don't give a fuck what's going on. Go around. Go around. <laughs> you gonna give me pets? Go around. Man. You gonna give me pets? Alright, I'll wait. Um, so we get a vision and we see that she needs to hug somebody. And I love... No fight! No hug! And I love the interpretation that Bruno does is whenever I'm trying to interpret for Silent But Deadly, <laughs> legit, I'm just like, whenever anybody at, at Swapper Jacks tries to tell me, blah, 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 tell Silent But Deadly this, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. You do a very good job interpreting, <laughs> I think. Uh, I say not knowing hardly any. I have a like border, barely preschool understanding of sign language. Silent but deadly is very patient with me, and I appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. Um, I didn't know that was his podcast name. That's amazing. We, yes. <laughs> we asked him, and he's like, "Yes." Brilliant. Uh, because <laughs> uh, he is silent but deadly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we. We get to see the vision, and we see that Maribel, at the very end, has to hug Isabel. Her sister. Isabella. Uh, so she's like, hug. That turns into a bit of a rough moment. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to see, basically, two sisters. We get to see Isabel's room, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's all flowers, all perfect and pretty, just like supposedly she is, you know? But then you get the two sisters. She does a big, a big revelation Mm -hmm. that she didn't even want to marry him, which in my head canon means that she may or may not be queer. Yeah, she she is she's doing it for the family for what's best. She doesn't feel that way. She wants to do something herself. For her own self. And we get my favorite song. Huh? In. Hands down my favorite song in the entire album. What else album. can I do? What else can I do? It's I a great song. I belt the shit out of all of that. <laughs> it's a great song. I kind of wish we could play it over the speakers at Swapper okay. Jacks. Oh. oh we, we probably could. Yeah. Maybe it open, depends on who opens. Depends on who opens. Yeah. We can do it. Uh, but yeah. So you get this incredible. Um song where normally she does all these pretty flowers but now she's doing something different she's making cacti and succulents she becomes spider woman poisonous (laughs) plants and um these plants that paint and spray all kinds of amazing colors do this i didn't even know i could do this now that she's like let go of like what was really like you know bothering her that she had she didn't want to be the perfect one she's the oldest one so i feel like abuela kind of bred her into being the perfect one and i think she's the first out of all of the grandkids okay so and then louise is 19 and then i'm not sure how dolores is i don't know why i thought louisa was the oldest no probably she's she's tall and bigger but no um it's, she's just more mature in general. I don't know. Well, yeah. Isabel is also like 
like a diva. Like Which, that. by the way, I absolutely but we love. There's more to her than her just being. When Maribel calls her selfish and entitled, her takeaway is selfish. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so you admit you're entitled. Okay. Well, they're kind of synonymous. Maybe a little narcissistic. Yep. Uh, and so. But she proves that it, that all of the pressure they've felt, the uh, Louisa and. Um, Isabel, Isabella have all felt is all just pressure. For, it's the expectations yes. that the family ha- and Abuela, that Abuela have has put on them. Hence, why Mirabel is the family therapist. Yes. Which also, I don't know if you guys, we all have um, the three of us do have uh, allergies. Yes. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I watch the scene with the pollen in the face, ah. oh my god, yeah, I am like, oh, slightly traumatized. I'm like. Oh, pollen. <laughs> In the nostrils. No, thank you. Uh, sorry, I just wanted to mention that because that is, like, easily so, triggered. the sisters sing it out, and they do end up hugging. It's very beautiful. And the casita and is almost fixed. Almost and then... The a, abuela comes. Everything changes when abuela attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly... A wild abuela. Yeah, she comes in and, and surprise, surprise, blames everything on Mirabelle. Projecting. Fully projecting. AF. And the house fucking falls apart and the candle burns real fucking hot and burns itself out. But she does save Mirabelle, the casita. Yeah. Uh, and then we understand how there's, there's a point where Abuela is basically, like you said, projecting and throwing everything at Maribel and then Maribel throws it right back at her and go it's my fault really do you think it's my fault or you think that it's your fault if the casita and all of the gifts are an extension and I think they are an extension and manifestation of Abuela's love for her family and her community that magic started to fall apart when she started to misdirect mm-hmm. and misinterpret how to love your family, how to love your community. When yes. she started to get real selfish and controlling about and that. Narcissistic. And very <laughs> narcissistic about it is when it really started to fall apart. And she really needed that hard lesson that everyone needs at some point, And there is no age limit on when you learn this lesson yes. of, hey, you need to adjust your love language and how you show people that you appreciate them. Because they're not getting the message right now. We, we know you. That's what's beautiful about this movie. There is no villain. There are no traditional villains in this movie. There's no one who has true ill intent toward the family. There's no one that's twirling their mustache going, I had to take away everyone's power. This isn't Sky High. No disrespect to Sky High. Fucking love that movie. But this is... We reviewed that movie. I know, and y'all can go back and and listen to it on LowRainPictures.com. But that's not the point. The point is there are no villains in this movie. It's a real family with people who feel real because they're, they're all... Good intentioned but flawed people, and that comes out in such beautiful ways. And the very last scene—not the last scene, but after the casita falls apart—did you want to? No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep. I don't want to break your point. After the casita falls apart, there's a beautiful scene where uh, Mirabel and Abuela are sitting at the lake, and we get the the sort of the flashback. We get the really beautiful flashback, of, well, beautiful and sad of yes. how, um, because Abuela is teaching Maribel where Mirabel side the where 
the miracle came from and it was from and it takes back from old Columbia um, and it's abuela meeting ab the abuelo and mm -hmm. so and how they got together how they got uh, they got married we were expecting their kids and then you know kind of what it not just any kids the triplets <laughs> So, and there's a beautiful song that Dos Orguitas, aka oh The Two Caterpillars, my favorite, my absolute favorite song in this film. Um, and you don't even have to know what the words say. It's just the way the music flows with everything that's happening. You can feel the emotion in it and, you know, you'll just cry your fucking eyes out. Um, so I want to bring up a point that Lynn brings up in an interview that I saw him do. I forgot with who, but I saw him do this interview and he was basically saying how he wrote all these songs and when you and during quarantine and was using his wife and his kids who are not huge musical fans uh as guinea pigs you know to test these songs on and again his wife is not a fan of musicals it takes a lot to move her and she was bawling her eyes out when he played the song for her and that's how he yeah. knew that's going in oh. so yeah so bolo um and Abuela were forced to were first forced out of their home and she had to watch her husband get murdered yes um, by these horsemen with the machete with machetes um and then she was holding the candle that he gave her and that can't as her like heart was breaking as um he saw him Died. Is it possible yes. that the candle was inhabited with his spirit, soul? his soul? Oh, I love. That. I don't know. I've been kind of remit. I've been kind of boiling up that that theory for a little bit that the source of the magic was his love for her and that oh, family. So it's a reverse that. Horcrux. Yes, a reverse it's Horcrux. a reverse Horcrux. Class. Oh. That's amazing. And so, but it's, and so those, those, it's implied that those horsemen were like, it like the violence of wherever their village was is what led them to Yeah, you're not used to, to being leave. surprised by the dogs in here, are you? <laughs> no. And so that's what led them to leave out of their village and try to start a new home. And it actually reflects a lot of modern day, um immigration trauma yeah so that was a bit and it wasn't preachy at all like it this was just you know her story but it's also the story of so many other people yeah. like right now just dealing with that it wasn't at as the certain part of the country like to say fulfilling the agenda <laughs> it did it in such a good way that actually uh chef miyagi i didn't even tell you this he talked to me about that scene and how much it meant to him oh. to see that and about yeah. how he understands that some of his friends and family that have to go, yeah. that has had to have that happen to them. Yeah. And he was like, it was just so nice to see Disney actually portray it on screen yeah. in a certain way. And it was really nice to hear that from Chef Miyagi himself. And for those who don't know, Chef Miyagi is a uh, Mexican immigrant who immigrated when he was 18 to the United States. So, who's my dad. So, I am a first-gen American. And all I gotta say is, if you want to hear a great story, buy Chef Miyagi a beer. He's <laughs> got a lot of stories. Anything he tells me, I don't care what it is. I'm Maybe on the edge of my seat. Maybe a glass of wine and some beer. Vino. <laughs> and some beer. Vino. You know what he really loves? Rum. 
And what I, another thing I wanted to mention about this is that in Latino culture, especially you'll see it with like Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. is um, a, a lot of magical realism is yes. is portrayed in this. You know, even though it's that is a the part about the the horsemen and you know leaving the homes like that's real like that is real real life but with the miracle and all the magic powers that makes it the magical realism and so um i love a, that a lot of spanish literature is based off of that and yeah. so um it's that's really beautiful that they just got to portray this as a disney film and i love that i'm glad they got to do that uh the scene at the river where mirabel and uh abuela are, are connecting finally I, I, I could have done with another 10, 15 minutes of, of that scene and then boring their hearts out to each other and then the emotional discovery, mutual emotional discovery between the two of them finally being on the same level and realizing that Mirabel's miracle is Abuela's miracle. It's the ability to, to, to emotionally touch and connect with the people of the family and keep the magic going. <laughs> and then oh, Bruno, that's so beautiful. And then Bruno shows up and he is, he he's is, on a horse. He's he, ready to go. He has practiced his speech yeah. to his rats <laughs> 64 <laughs> times a day. And I like how he's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to say it. And then when she hugs him, he's like, oh. oh, oh what? Uh, okay. Abola, Abola's hugging him. Oh, and he's she's like, like, she's like, I just love you. I just love you. Love you. Love you. And I love that. <laughs> and I love that he did not know how to respond to that. No, he was stunned. It was great. <laughs> Uh, but then all the villagers come and they help, and they help rebuild the and that's I what cried. I'm like this needs to be again needs to be fucking Broadway musical I'd watch the shit out of it I'm here for when it eventually comes to Disney Plus cause I'm too broke to afford actually I'll, going I'll to see the musical I'll play the fucking toucan I'm pretty sure Alan Tudyk would be okay with playing Alan Toucan <laughs> um, he'd get a full full costume and everything, like, like fully black, like, like Lion King, full, fully black onesie with the with, with the, the toucan as a hand, morph suit. <laughs> with a, oh my god! <laughs> um, and uh, then after that, we get to see the miracles. You besides besides that, one of the ways I describe this movie to people without giving it away is. Lynn manuel Miranda knew how to do telenovelas really well, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what this movie is. Mm-hmm. And the ending is the happy ending to a telenovela. You yes. get to see sisters interact. You get to see cousins and cousins interact and different things, and people actually care about family because, hey, we talked about the shit. Let's just forget about it. Say, okay, look, it's done. It's passed. Forget about it. Let now, bygones be bygones. Let's move on and love each other and exactly. family. And that's why I think this movie, it took me, I think, at least two watchings to realize, wow, I like this movie and there's no villain. Yeah. Yep. No, no villain, just realistic family members who all mean well and try to contribute the best they can, but misunderstand each other's love languages and communication. their communication issues and... Yeah. And sometimes that's the real life villain. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the miscommun is is the, the language barrier, communication barrier, whatever it is. I mean look or, yeah. I always so say the pressure that people have to be like to as it drips themselves. Yeah. <laughs> as it drips. It'll never stop. Uh, well Yeah. 
Um, and also, uh, when you mentioned earlier Sky High, we did review it, and it's episode 275. We did it in January of last year, so almost a year ago. Ooh, go sure go check that out on uh, LowerRainPictures.com. Uh, and email us at cinemagems15 at gmail and let us know what you guys thought of our talk about uh, Encanto. And also, if you want to oh, hear wait. more about certain things. We gotta mention that about the doors, that she, we didn't see the full ending about Mirabelle. Oh, about how the doorknob, how we all cried collectively. Yeah. <laughs> that the M stands for Mirabel and the Madrigals. Uh. So she finally gets her door. She, when they finally rebuilt the casita, she gets to open Excuse the doorknob me. and she gets that's the casita come back to life. It's so it's great. So good. So good. <laughs> Everyone gets their powers back. Everyone gets their it's, powers back. Uh. So awesome. So here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. Hang on, let me wipe the tears off my face <laughs> from this beautiful movie. Frida's like, I'm here. Look, if you've listened to Cinema Gems before, you know what our rating system is, and you know what we're going to say, but hang on. So here If on you're Cinema not, Gems, if you're just first time listening, we're going to tell you about it. Right, so on Cinema Gems, we have a really simple rating system. Whole gem, amazing movie, loved it. Half gem, eh, it's okay, maybe watch it for free. Whole, no gem, nah, skip it, don't watch it at all. I love that as you were talking about the gyms. You were you were visualizing the yeah. tears. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the listeners can't. Yeah. But we can. Patron. And, and the dogs can. Give us your rating. Please. Oh, I would give it like twenty one gems. <laughs> Even though it's only on a one gem system, but you know. Fantastic Miss Fruity, do you have anything? One wolf. Which equals one gem. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what one very very happy tail wag. Oh yes. Oh tail wags. That's that's their rating. You give it any tail wags? <laughs> Whoa. That could oh, steer a, a boat. That's a, that's a big one. That could steer a oh, boat. Hey, Frida. Uh, I also give it a full gym. Yeah, big shiny full gym all around. This movie is beautiful, and I want more of it. Not to say that the movie feels incomplete. It doesn't, but it feels like it sets up a big open playground with so much room to yes. play around in. Yes. And they only played in a small part of it. But and you want more. Oh, I want more of this so much. And I think that's... By no means does it mean that the movie feels incomplete. It just means that they set this up so well that I need more of these characters. And it's okay if we don't need more, but it would be fun if there was more. I'd be down. Uh, I think we'd all be down. Look, Peacemaker's getting his own, so why can't Bruno? (laughs) The spinoff? Yeah, for so real. So it's basically animated Loki? Bruno and the Rats. <laughs> oh my god. I would absolutely watch a show of just Bruno, Bruno and the Rats with occasionally cutting to uh, Dolores hearing shit going on and going, what the fuck, Bruno? <laughs> uh, and so uh, we do have a news segment. Oh yeah, we do. You ready we for do. this? Uh, we do. <laughs> It was off Soiled it. Soiled it. The Honorable Tesla was in my lap. Look, it's been a while since we've done the news segment because there hasn't been a whole lot of actual news during COVID. But we had this one fun little story that we found before the show. Daniel Radcliffe. Harry fucking Potter. Is going to play Weird Al. One of our favorite people. In a Weird Al (laughs) biopic. I'm so ready for this. I hope oh, it's meta as fuck. I really do. Like, I low-key hope it's directed by the Wachowskis or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so looking forward to this because I love Daniel Radcliffe and anything he's done after Harry Potter and how, like, 
so indie he has gone like with horns and Swiss Army Man and oh I can't wait for this shit and you know he's a big Weird Al fan and he can actually fucking sing like he has a sense a very good sense of rhythm did we review Swiss Army Man? no I want to review Swiss Army Man I love that oh movie God, I, I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters but I felt like I was one of three people that saw it Yes, I also was, and I made him see it. It was so weird. No, you so told weird. me the premise, and I'm like, okay. You thought it was weird. You didn't. I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed the it. The music is bomb I too. Love, I, I still listen to the popcorn song every now and then, just because. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, so good. <laughs> uh, but we also have a wonderful. I know I have my quarantine watch list. Do you? It's a quarantine watch list. What'd you watch when you were all alone? But I wasn't alone. I had the dogs. That was awesome. Close enough. <laughs> I love that the Honorable Tesla's ears were like, What's going on? What is this thing? Is it a toy? No, I'm sorry. It's an instrument. Even the fantastic Miss Frida from her Captain Kirk chair. It's not a very expensive instrument. I'm pretty sure I got this on Amazon. And now I just knocked it out of tune accidentally. But oh well. I'm done playing it for the episode. Uh, yeah, Do what? you have your quarantine watch list ready? Okay. Um, I so, have a watch list. so I, I'm going to go on a quick tangent about something I've never talked about on this show before, and that is Warhammer 40k. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> okay. Don't go anywhere. Don't go, I, I don't care about the game. I don't care about the minifigures or any of that shit. I'm not here for the tabletop well, aspect of it. I'm here for the lore. Um, and if we you just lost Tiny Tony Hawk. No, no, no! This is this this. I'm doing this because of Tiny Tony Hawk. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm doing this because of Tiny Tony Hawk, because he turned me on to it. So there is a Warhammer 40k streaming app uh, that you can pay about six bucks six bucks a month, and you six can bunt cakes? Si- six bunt cakes a month. Yes, you have wow. to make six bunt cakes a month and ship them to wherever the fuck the Warhammer 40k studios is, wherever the uh, Games Workshop studios is. I'm pretty sure somewhere in the UK. I don't know. Uh, but they have a streaming service with a whole bunch of um, independently made and like Games Workshop made animated features set in the 40k universe. Which, if you're into this because of the lore, like I am, go watch this shit. Um, it is six bucks a month. Literally, I, I paid six bucks for a one month subscription and I've already blown through everything on the site. So, pay for one month, binge it all on a weekend, cancel your subscription. Yeah. You've only paid six bucks to watch like three series and they're all beautiful. Are they animated? Yes. Um, Hammer and Bolter is all like very much an anime styles and it's about different factions. Is it's it like Fullmetal Adam? Fullmetal Alchemist-ish. Uh, I, I, I don't know what else to compare it to. It sometimes feels like Shamrock Shampoo, sometimes okay. feels like Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, it's look, it's 40k. Is there it's a the Grim Dark Future? One? It's the Grim Dark Future where there's nothing but war and death and destruction and like there are no good guys in this universe except maybe the Tau, but like if you research too much into what the greater good is, maybe not them. Um uh, but yeah, that that's my quarantine watch list. Is just everything on uh, Warhammer Plus or Warhammer TV. 
So, Hammer and Bolter, Angels of Death, Astartes, you can watch that on YouTube for free. But, like, they're all beautiful animated series, and you can pay six bucks for one month, watch them all on a weekend, and then cancel it, and you're, you're good. You're done. Thank you, Tiny Tony Hawk, for that recommendation. Thumbs up. Pause up. What you got, Admiral? Uh, okay. All right. I'll probably take a sip of my melted ice. Blast from the past. What the yes. fuck is that? Have you not seen Blast from the Past? It's with know, our king, I? Brendan Fraser. Oh, I probably have. It's our Lord okay. and Savior. <laughs> Lord and Savior, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> He's uh, great. I love Brendan. I need to watch the Mummy movies again so bad. So, take you back to the 1960s, okay? Sure. 1960s happened. Mm. Cuban, Mil- Cuban Missile Crisis is in the air. Okay? Sure. Um... Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacey are the mother and father of Bernard Fraser's character. They hide in a bunker. It has been perfected as the perfect bunker ever. 35 years pass. Bernard Fraser is 35 years old. He looks like he's 25 because he has been underground in a bunker. He has to go outside and gather supplies for the next 35 years. This is the premise of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, kind of. Well, I guess but Kimmy Schmidt must have stole it from them. No, because in Breakable Kimmy Schmidt, she was literally forced into the bunker. And oh, yeah. This one, he was born into the bunker because uh, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Uh, she was, she played Carrie. Sissy Spacey. Oh, yeah. Um, so okay. she was already, pre- she was nine months pregnant when they got into the bunker and it locked and so locked for 35 years. So, but it was actually in a very wholesome environment where the mom and dad loved each other. Well, a little bit of an alcoholic, but who is a little bit? when you live in a bunker? Who am I to judge? And so, um, but yeah, so he grows up to be a very nice gentleman. Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. Nice. Yeah, and because Christopher Walken is such a progressive and intelligent person. He literally taught him French. Yeah, he taught him everything, like, everything. Yeah. That's great. So... And uh, Alicia Silverstone's in it. Our not gonna lie, the, yeah, the, I I remember her from, uh, not Batman and Robin. I wasn't about to say that. Uh, uh, Clueless. No, oh, she right? was a Batman and Robin. She was. Yeah. But that movie doesn't exist. Oh. Right. Yeah. And also. I like nipple Batman. That was my. You know, if you Batman. go up to George Clooney and tell him that you paid to watch that movie and you're disappointed, he will pay you $5. <laughs> I want to try this theory out. That's amazing. <laughs> if you're ever in New Orleans, I'm going to find He's you. listening. He's a $5. listener. Totally listening, right? Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to say is also we get to see a very young Nathan Fillion. Oh. In two different scenes. Oh. <laughs> is this still in Black from the Past? Yes. yes. Oh, and also God. we get to see Flick in human form. Isn't Flick just Martin Short? No, no. Flick is uh, Dave from News Radio. Who is? Who who that? You, you don't remember. I don't this. remember. You don't remember. You don't remember Flick from A Bug's Life? But you I, also don't. I remember, remember the character, but I don't remember the actor's name. Isn't it? Is it Woody? Is, is it Dave? It's Dave Foley, I think. Or uh, yes, Dave Foley. Oh, I I close. He's also from up, Sky High. Oh, okay, cool. He's the teacher of the sidekicks. Cool, cool. I know who you're talking about now. I, I know. Like how we 
Friends Sky High like three times already. It's a great movie. Honestly. Not a sponsor. Super, yeah. super sponsor. underappreciated Disney movie. Was it a decom or was that theatrical? No, it's a theatrical. That was a theatrical. A theatrical. It's, it's a theatrical? It's a theatrical. I went to the theaters and saw that movie. Uh, before Katrina hit. Um, and also, hmm. I've watched hmm. Jexy. What that? That's the one about the guy who gets a phone and the phone controls his life. Ooh. And okay. owns all of it. It's really good. And it is like has a point where it's like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? And then it's got a very wonderful love story at the end. And I'm just like, oh. Oh. Uh, and then I watched the Banana Splits movie. The oh. horror movie that is basically Five Nights at Freddy, but with the Banana Splits characters. What? That movie knew exactly what it was supposed to be, and it hit it right on the head on the nail of the head. That is <laughs> right on the head of the nail of the head. Exactly. That's how perfect it was. Five Nights at Freddy. It was almost perfect, but not exactly perfect. But it knew what it was going for. Is that all your your quarantine watching? No. Oh, no, okay. he's got bored. But I kind of want to jump over to Betrothed. Oh, the I was just surprised Caravan of Courage wasn't on your list. We haven't watched that one yet. We did. We watched oh. it. I did. We did that. I did that a couple weeks ago, and oh, the admiral. Sorry. I mean, I'm the admiral. Yourself. The admiral said too, but Maestro. I want to review Caravan of Courage. Straight up went, no, out of this quarantine watch list. But I also watched 355. Remember how I said I wanted to watch 355, but I know how bad it's going to be? Yes. It needed two more rewrites, and it would have been great. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, we, uh, me and Patron did finish the Star Trek, the original series, season three. Very nice. Also finished News Radio season three. Okay. The show that I really think you should really, you would really like I a lot. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. It's hilarious. It is very, very funny. Phil Hartman's probably best character, and Andy Dick's only character that I don't want to punch in a face constantly. <laughs> um, and also, old school Rocky and Bullwinkle. Nice. Or, as we as we like to say it, Tesla yes. is Rocky. Yes. And Frida is, bull- yeah. is 100% Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. 100%. Absolutely. And also, me and Patron, would you like to start a new segment called The Adventures with the Admiral at the Movies? Oh, that'd be fun. Are, are y'all going to talk about your fun adventure this afternoon? Trying so, to see one movie and seeing something completely different? So we legit went to the movie theater with our tickets on our phone to see Licorice Pizza. We're so ready. We've been high. We've been wanting to see this movie for over a month now. About, yeah, three weeks. Yeah. And we legit were there getting ready to go. We got our popcorn. popcorn, We got the icy, mixed up icy flavors. And we head over and one of the managers comes up and she's like, what screen are you going to? We give her the screen number and she's like, oh, here's two free tickets. That screen is broken right now. We can't get it fixed. So we're like, oh, okay. That's rough, buddy. So she hands Patron the free tickets and goes, or would you like to see a movie now? So not only do we get to see a movie, we get movie two movie passes, but we got to see a different movie for free. Love that. We got to go see the new Scream. Was it great? Talk about meta. So <laughs> meta. Um, so it's only Scream 1 is the only one that counts anymore. Yeah. Okay. Scream 1 and this one. Which, thankfully, I had 
I prepared way back like six years ago when I watched Scream for the first time. So great. I was very nervous going into it because I really thought I had to watch all the Screams. Thankfully, I did not. I thought I did too. And then like 20 minutes into it, I was like, oh, only the first Scream counts. But it wasn't terrible. Half gem. As, as the Gen Z would say, it's a requel. Oh, God. Yep. A rebooted sequel. Yep. Translation. Um, uh, it is meta as hell. It's really good. I'm not saying it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I think if you're a fan of the Scream franchise, you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, What's the name of our friend that also went to go see Scream today? I believe the Time Duke was in the theater. I am like... No, not him. Oh. Our friend. Oh, you mean Delwood Blues. He yes. went to go see it tonight. Oh, yeah. Yes, I don't think Delwood Blues would like it. <laughs> Delwood Blues... Might appreciate some of it, like the slasher parts. Yeah, the menace, he would be like, oh, it's been done. Why are you keep doing this? Uh, but I still thought it was interesting. I give it a half gem as well. Okay. Uh, but 355, no gem. Uh, no gem. No gem. So, what exactly is your quarantine list? Just what you've seen during quarantine? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, and also in Kanto. The, the other things we've for. watched this week... Besides the thing that we reviewed this week. Yep. Oh, I watched oh, Encanto gotcha. as well. Yeah. With yeah, you. Yes. We said besides the thing that we're reviewing. I wrote week. it down. Uh, Still counts. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, that has been it. Uh, do we have anything else before we go? Just the usual crap of, you know, hey, be kind to yourself so you can be kind to each other. Uh, wear a mask. Get vaccinated, please. Be safe. Be courteous. Be considerate. And also, guys, just remember that you cannot light a candle from both ends. You need right. to take time. You can't time. pour a candle from both ends. You can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself. Chill. Be respectful of hopefully. not only your boundaries, but also everyone else's boundaries. And hopefully part of your decompression uh, process is maybe listening to Cinnamon Gems. Uh, and Encanto. And watching Encanto. We're not going to judge you for that. It, it, look, if your decompression is still uh, listening to Hamilton... <laughs> This no judgment. Good, yes. No judgment zone. I promise. You're Everyone good. in my Hamilton Facebook group is all just listening to Encanto right now. Oh, First, yeah. There was, they were listening to Hamilton, then they were listening to In the Heights, yes. then they listened to Moana, and now they're listening to Encanto. And so. that, no no Tick Tick Boom? Oh, not yet. I You know, I, have, I haven't seen Tick Tick Boom yet. I need to I watched that. the first 30 minutes of it, and my God, it's heavy. Oh. It is emotional. Okay. It's great. It's incredibly well written. It's emotionally heavy as fuck. Like Ron Goes Wrong, which I was uh, not expecting to be very emotionally heavy. Mm-hmm. So that one had deep cuts. Trigger, trigger warning, there is a death, so just be aware of that. So I'm very sensitive to things like that now. So it's just good to have a nice little warning. Who? I mean, I guess you'd expect it from like a Disney movie, which I guess Ron Goes Wrong is sort of a Disney movie. It technically is one. So, but it was a very, very beautiful movie. Highly, highly recommend. But, you know, kind of, it's not like Coco level sad, but, you know. <gasps> ear flaps! Ear flaps, drink! That's what we I was trying to do. got the ear flaps with perfect timing because we're about to shut this shit down. That's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I was trying to do with the ear flop. We're, we're recording really late today and we're old people now. Whoa! So. I don't know, is that like. Yeah, we're old people now, so it's probably past most of our bedtimes now. Uh, all we have yeah. to say is, uh,. Thank you to Marty and the Arrogant Zerber for letting us use your website, LorainPictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. 
Guys, please go check out the tab on LowerAnimePictures.com. That is the Your 30. Please go check them out. Give them a like. Um, we need to get in contact with Marty and the Eric and the Zerber because they want to do a... A collab? Exactly. Kind of. Yeah. They, hey. they, they pitched a really fun idea that we can't talk about yet, but I really hope it happens because I'm down. The it's multiverse. Kind of, it's kind of like... I don't think this is too much of a hint. It's kind of an extension of Quarantine Watch List. Kind it's, it's, of. It's a spinoff. It's, it's a spinoff, but like conceptually, just to give you all kind of a hint of what it might be, it's kind of a spinoff of Quarantine Watch List. Kind of, sort of, not really. It's like back in the 70s and 80s when they kept just having spinoffs of a show, a show, of a show. <laughs> Gomer Pyle is a spinoff of... Gomer Pyle's so great, though. Gomer Pyle is a spinoff of... Andy Griffith Show. That's yeah. exactly what it is. We've been watching a lot of Me TV since we haven't had internet. <laughs> Me TV. Is that how Super Sci-Fi Saturdays. On, uh, is that how y'all been catching up on Star Trek? Something. I mean, I know that's we where have, my dad watches Star Trek. We have the DVDs, DVD. but oh, of course, but, but the Fantastic Miss Freed and the Honorable Tesla have have seen every episode of Star Trek probably at least three times because so, of Me TV. Uh, before we go. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, criticism, recipes, uh, you can email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on lowbrainpictures.com or Apple iTunes. Just search for Cinema Gems or just Google Cinema Gems. That's pretty. And you might also bump into our Twitter account there. That is cinemagems underscore pod. And our Instagram, cinemagemspod. Where we post all kind of fun uh, photos and, and things of the picture, or the, the, the pictures, the mascots and the video store and the kind of shenanigans that we're up to in here. <laughs> guys, we want to make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself just like we take care of ourselves when we need to be. But guys, all we have to say is that just remember, be kind, rewind. Fill your glass when you need to. Make sure your candle is lit perfectly. And also, guys, wipe your hooves and see you later. But black lives always matter. Still do, always will. All right, guys. Bye. Aloha.